0: Welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from this show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to introduce my guests, Emma and Carla Pappas, the Merrymaker sisters who totally live up to their name, both online and in person. They are the buzz for me without all the caffeine. So welcome, Emma and Carla.
1: Oh, thank you, babe. We're so excited. So happy to be here chatting with you guys, listening, <laughs> listening at home. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've met you guys twice now, and I just love what you do and what you stand for. But what about telling my listeners what it is that you do and a little bit about yourself? So they're sort of fast, fun facts about yourselves.
2: Yeah, well, I guess like how we describe ourselves and what we do is it's all about helping people live healthier, happier, more magic-filled lives. And whether that be through a recipe or through a positive quote that that means that they might see on social media, whether that's through our podcast, which is all about bliss, passion and epic business, whatever it might be that our audience needs to live a healthier, happier, more magic filled life. We want to provide that. And it makes us so happy as well doing it. So I think it's like for us, it's a win win because we get to help people doing something we love. So it's really amazing. I guess how it all began for us is Emma discovered she had a gluten intolerance back in 2012. And
1: you just started Googling things, didn't you, Emma? Yeah. So I discovered the kind of real food movement and this paleo way of living. And we just started reading articles and it just made so much sense. And then we started eating that way and felt so much better. Obviously, I kept just sending these articles to Carla and she started doing the same thing. So it was kind of like just four weeks on from that. We just saw these massive changes and just started sharing our journey online, like on social media. Instagram was where we really started. And people just started following us and asking us questions and wanting to know more about it. So we pretty much just kind of fell in love with this whole way of living and also promoting it to to people and creating a community. And that was when we started to learn more about blogging, like we literally just Googled how to start a blog and then the Merrymaker Sisters began.
2: Yeah. So something that started with food and just a change in our diet has since moved into so much more with that mindset, that bliss message and things like that.
0: Oh, that's perfect. And <laughs> so I know that, so you mentioned Emma, that you've obviously had your own wellbeing journey. So yes, how would you describe that journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I was about twenty four and I just kind of realized that I just didn't feel well every day. And also like I'd have probably since, you know, high school, I'd had a really negative relationship with the food I ate, with like trying dieting and over exercising and disorderly eating. So it was kind of like this long haul of like always Being negative about my body image and having this really horrible relationship with the food I ate. So as soon as I started eating this way, not only did I feel better physically. So, you know, the bloating went, the the sickness went, but also my mind felt better too. So like the negative relationship kind of started to disappear because I was just focusing on good instead of bad. Like instead of like knowing what I can't eat, I just focused on what I could eat and then connecting that to actually feeling better in my body, mind and spirit promoted me to do it more and more and more. And like pretty much the day I started eating real food, that was when my relationship with food and my body image just began to improve. And like right now, I'm probably the best I've ever been with my whole like body image stuff and relationship with food. I mean, like just to eat when you're hungry and eat real food, like that is just going to serve you so well. And it really can be that simple.
0: So, Carla, did you have any sort of well-being journey? of you just gone along with the beautiful process that Emma's following?
2: (laughs) No, not at all. I definitely had my own issues. We had quite similar um, body image issues. I mean, I was on a diet since I was 12. I don't know where that came from, but I was – wanting to do gluten free. And I was wanting to do lemon detox diet when I was 17 in college. And it was just like, I always wanted to look different. I always wanted to be thinner and I was never good enough. And it was this horrible negative, just whirlwind of always going to the gym and always counting my calories and things like that. And it was actually, as M figured out she had a gluten intolerance, at the same time, I'd been on this 12 week diet and I'd gotten to the lowest weight that I'd ever been and like my body literally started to shut down like it wasn't functioning properly so when Emma discovered this real food way of living and she sent me articles after articles and I kept reading them and I was like oh my gosh like imagine if I could just like feel really good and really energised every day because at this stage I could hardly walk 200 metres without needing to sit down. I was so skinny, the thinnest I'd ever been, but I had no energy, I had no zest for life, nothing. And so when Emma kind of provided this solution... In, an, in all these articles, I was like, I've got to give it a try. I've given everything else a try, so why not? And then I'm the same. I started eating that way and it was amazing. I still struggle with body image issues, though. It's not something that just went away for me. It's something that I have to work on all the time. And I think like sharing that journey with other people allows others to connect and know that they're not alone. What I love
0: with both of your stories around your well-being is that you're keeping it real. You know, this is mm. this is not something that you do for a day or a moment. It's not an event. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. You know? You're completely right. Yeah. And, and you started to describe there about how you felt. And so it's way beyond food, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I want to know, why do you believe it's important to live a happy and magical life? Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean... I don't know when when it was but we kind of like both were in these corporate jobs like well government jobs and you know when you're just living like this kind of same motion every day like each day in and day out it's the same thing over and over and over and it's kind of like society puts on these little goals for you like you know find the boyfriend find the husband have the kids buy the house and it's kind of like that just like sucks out the magic of everything it's like this whole like should be life of this is what you're supposed to be doing and we kind of like looked at each other one day I think we were in the car driving mm. we're like is this it like is this what life is meant to be like when we were young everything just seemed more magical and exciting and I don't know it was just like like it really did feel like living was magical and then along the way that just got lost and I think it is from living those should be's like from doing what society or, like, what we're meant to be doing. And then we kind of just forgot about that. We kind of just, like, scrapped it out the window. We're like, stuff it. Like, I want I want to bring back the magic. Because, like, the magic comes from the little things. Enjoying every little aspect of your day because all those little aspects of each day, of each week, of each month create the big life. Mm. And, And, yeah, yeah, you go. The biggest, like, message why you
2: should want to live a magical, fun-filled, love-filled life is because we only get one each. You only get one life each and it's such a bloody miracle that like each and every person is on this planet. Like even that itself, like thinking about that, you're like, holy moly, like I was chosen to live here, like me, like to live my life. And it's like, okay, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the world to just live like and fulfill our lives one hundred percent and do what we want to do. So don't follow the should be. Like if you of course if you want to do that, if you want to buy the house and you want you have a job and you love it and you have fun in your day, go and do that. That's awesome. But if you're not, then it's time to make a change because if we don't make a change, it just stays the same.
0: And so what I'm hearing is there are these external trappings of what people expect or perhaps they denote is success but actually Mm. it's what's within us that actually determines Mm -hmm. a lot of that so how do you manage your attitude and mindset on a daily basis
1: I Mm. think it's just all about awareness isn't it I mean like it's not like I'm happy all the time and or I see the magic all the time you know like some days I have bad days and like I feel really negative but it's just like knowing that I can choose to change that if I do feel like that like just being aware that like I can consciously make a little change in my day, make a little change in my attitude and that'll just like steer my day in another direction. Mm, And it's like having the tools, like creating your own
2: little toolbox of things, mantras, actions that help pull you out of those situations. And everyone's is so different. Like my mantra might not work for somebody else and that's why it's really important to like read things and listen to things and see what resonates with you and come up with your own tools. Like for us, like gratitude, that is like the biggest game changer in the whole wide world. If there is one thing that you can bring into that like toolbox to get you out of any negative situation or negative mindset or like just a sucky day because sucky days happen, it's gratitude because when you look around your life, there is certainly one thing that you can be grateful for, whether it be the fresh air, the clean water the dishes you have to wash Mm. like that is something you can be grateful for and I think it's just about being able to notice those things and pull yourself out and and be okay with falling back like knowing that like you will have those sucky times and the the negative moments might come and it's just about not going to that loop of like staying there and that's what those action steps can do and those tools they can pull you right back out
0: yeah and i guess you're talking about that consistency so it's it's not that we don't have things happen in our life that make us feel a little blue but it's Mm. the perspective you bring to it you know so like you Mm. talked about dirty dishes i mean who would have thought that dirty dishes signify that you've had good food to eat you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's switching it up. So it's like just changing just changing your perspective on how you see those things in your life. Yeah. So true, Bev. On your website, you talk about less-stressed diet of good food. And I want to talk beyond mm-hmm. that. So what are the lessons or the skills that you've learned to improve your well-being? So we've been talking about much more at the attitude and mindset. But are there, are there other things, the lessons that you've had in this time?
1: There's so much you can do to improve your well-being, or just to generally feel better. I mean like that the one Google search and like there's article after article after article, there's podcasts out there, there's stuff on the news, there's magazines, there's so much information out there to help you feel better. And I think like what we've really concentrated on is just like simple changes. So, you know, like focusing on the real food, focusing on adding movement to every day, but making sure that you actually enjoy that exercise getting out into the sun because, you know, like around the world, especially in Australia, there's a vitamin D deficiency which leads to so many health issues, making sure that you have the supplements that you might be missing. So something we've both done is consulted with a naturopath to see, like, you know, what are we deficient in? And we've both found things that we are deficient in, and then as soon as we started taking that supplement, we felt so much better. When you feel something's a bit off, like getting in tune with yourself and then like taking action, there's so much power to that. I mean, I think I spent probably six months feeling a bit flat. And I was wondering, why am I feeling flat? Like I'm I'm doing stuff I love every day. Like I should be, should be happier. And then I found out I had an iodine deficiency and that was giving me thyroid issues. And then as soon as I started taking an iodine SUP, I felt instantly better. Like I'm not even exaggerating, instantly better. So like, I think it's just knowing that there might be a reason to why you're feeling a certain way and the only way you're going to figure it out is if you go and go on this self-discovery which you might need to hire help to do that with.
2: Yeah I mean if you're just starting out like one great thing to do is just adding more green veggies to your Mm. diet. Like that's such an easy change. It's like most people are not getting enough vegetables in their diet. Like have a think about what you eat every day. And if you think, Oh man, like I ate no vegetables today, then maybe that's the one thing you can do. And it's just about that. It's about one small step after small step. You don't have to do it all at once. Like my journey started back in 2012. I'm still on that. And I'll be forever on that because my body will just change. And, things will be different and I might need a different supplement in a year. Like, who knows? But it's just about, like, being okay with that, like being okay with changing and being open to that.
1: And then, of course, um, there's so many things involved, you know, with the relationships you're in as well and and the workplace you might be in. Like, if you're surrounded by negative, toxic people, that will impact your health. So it's about, like, knowing that can you make a change? Can you change who you hang out with? Can you leave certain relationships that no longer serve you or can you manage them better by not letting them impact you on an emotional level or even a physical level? I mean, like it's pretty amazing that how much a negative relationship can really impact your health, like craziness. And it's amazing how much magic a really positive, good relationship can bring to you as well.
0: Yeah, that's so true because I guess you are the company you keep, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we 100%
2: believe that. It's so crazy and interesting. I mean, even, like, when when we were at that conference, Bev, together, we had a podcast, like, we were just saying that, like, being surrounded by like-minded people just for two days can just, like, reignite passion it can like change so much and it's important to put yourself in those situations if you Mm. don't have those positive relationships go and find them if you can't find them in real life look online there are so many groups so many things you can join online that are often
0: free so go and search out that positive vibe community because it's out there to be found that's beautiful because i think you know like in this hyper connected world sometimes it does feel disconnected oh yeah you can find your tribe online yeah you've sort of started to talk back around happiness so what does bliss mean to you? you used you use it quite a lot but what does it mean to you and how do you make that happen in your own lives
1: yeah
2: well for us like bliss i remember very clearly we were in on the greek islands And we were like talking about this holiday. We'd been traveling around for eight weeks. Like, oh my gosh, this holiday has been so amazing. And then we couldn't think of a word to describe it. And the word we came up with was bliss. And we're like, yes, it's been like bliss. But then bliss came back into our lives when we started Merrymaker Sisters. And we watched the documentary Finding Joe. And that documentary is all about the philosopher Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung. And they have the message of follow your bliss. And it's about figuring out like what is the thing, what is your passion? What is one of your, your dreams? And it can change and you can have lots of blisses, but it's about following that. And when you do, doors open where there were once only walls. And for us, Merrymakers was that. And when we started following it and doing it full time, we totally felt that. Doors opened, opportunities flew our way. And we realized that the jobs that we had been doing, our corporate government jobs, had been blocking happiness and blocking our health. Like it was making us not healthy. And when we stopped that and when we brought in Merrymakers full time, we got even happier and even healthier. And I think that's just one of our messages is for people to find bliss in their everyday, whether it be five minutes a day, five minutes of something you absolutely love doing. Make sure you put that into your day because your day will get more
0: magical if you add more fun, if you add more of that joy. Yeah, that's amazing because I guess it's it's like practice, isn't it? It's taking something and making it a practice every day. Mm, yeah, exactly. So what keeps you ladies motivated?
1: Yeah, good question. I think... It's different things. It really is, and the, it comes and goes. I mean, like definitely, we have days. Well, I have day a day where I do lack motivation, and it's and it is hard, and it should struggle. Lots of little things like getting outside in nature that is always inspiring and motivating. Carla mentioned before going to conferences that really motivates me so much. I mean. And traveling as well, like getting outside your comfort zone. And even if you do live in an amazing place and have an epic life, there's so much power and magic to travel because it just opens your eyes to the bigger picture and, and inspires you and makes you want to grow and what you know, make it it really inspires you to keep on going and working on whatever project you might be working on. But um I think it is just about finding the thing you really wanna do, what you love doing and opening yourself up to the possibility as well because you know like we have these self-limiting beliefs and they will stop the motivation they they'll be the opposite won't they like they kind of like contract your ideas and and make you narrow-minded and feel like there's no possibility but if you kind of like look for that that source of inspiration it just like opens your eyes and expands everything I'm just like mumbling on about (laughs) who knows what yeah and I think
2: like like for people who are like more
1: tactical and more people who are like well tell
2: me exactly how do you stay motivated I think for me like it's about goal setting and like Mm. breaking down how you actually get to a goal and enjoying that process so Emma is really like big picture, thinks big, thinks of all the creative stuff. And I'm more like, okay, yeah, that's awesome, Em. How are we going to get there? And that's what really motivates me. I'm like, okay, look, Mm. like we only have – we have four weeks. We can get this done in four weeks if we break it down and we do this on Monday and this on Tuesday and this on Wednesday. And knowing that if we do those little teeny steps – that we're going to get to the bigger goal, that we're going to get there and we're
1: going to achieve achieve or create that amazing thing that we want to create for our community. Yeah, so Carla think, likes to do like the project management. She's all managing and I kind of like go for the big picture and, and the big ideas and then it's like together it all comes together. Yeah. But And I think it's also being okay with not being motivated all the time. Like yeah, like totally. there's there's some people out there who probably can be motivated and like, you know, gung ho gung ho every single day and it's like boom, 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 boom. But do you know what? Like, we've talked to some people who people who are doing like the most amazing pro like working on the most amazing things out there and still like they sometimes feel flat and not motivated. So I think it's really important to be okay with just allowing yourself to have a little break sometimes. So like, you know, when you feel like you don't want to work on something, like don't work on it. Relax and then i bet you like the next day or a couple of days you'll feel so inspired and motivated to get back into it it's like it's like yin and yang and balance like you know we need we need a bit of everything to
0: sustain that motivation yeah. mm. and you guys have a fabulous partnership i mean being sisters is as doub- doubly positive but the fact that you have this <laughs> beautiful balance of the big picture and Mm -hmm. ability to execute you know because I mean ideas are nothing without execution so I was asked by one of my listeners to check in with you so how do you prioritize your health when you're super busy and you've also mentioned traveling (laughs) which is another passion of mine I mean I love traveling but I know it can be a challenge yeah how do you prioritize your health
1: oh my gosh
0: do you know what like that is like an
1: ongoing thing like I think it's all about balance again. And I know like some people are really against the balance. Like, you know, you need to be healthy all the time. But like when I go traveling, I'm pretty like lenient with myself. Like I might be like, you know what, I'm going to enjoy cocktails on this holiday or I'm not going to really worry or stress out about not working out for these four days and I'll get back into it when I'm at home. And I think like giving myself that little break, like not putting the extra pressure on myself has only helped my health like it's only made me healthier because I think that negative mindset and that kind of like anger that you put on yourself sometimes if you do miss a workout or if you do overindulge while you're traveling I think that's worse than actually going out and enjoying a beautiful meal that might not be healthy or skipping your walk or skipping your workout um I mean traveling as well you know, you do so much walking when you travel usually. So it's like adding that incidental exercise so you don't have to feel like you're missing out on the destination by getting stuck into the hotel gym. But um, I mean, if you do love hotel gyms, I'm like, go for it, do it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just about being okay with it. What would you say, Carl? Well, like I guess like not talking
2: about travel, but like prioritizing health, like back in your normal mm-hmm. like home and with your business and work life. I think it is about scheduling it in. Like Mm -hmm. for me, it's totally about knowing when the yoga class is happening. Okay, it's happening at 6 p.m. tonight. I'm going to make sure that I put that in my calendar so Mm -hmm. I remember to go because sometimes I don't remember Mm -hmm. to go. So I think like little things like that, taking 15 minutes on a Sunday to look at your week and what's your week looking like? And okay, maybe you want to do a walk here or you want to make sure you meditate. Like Like I put that in my calendar and I know it sounds like, crazy that I'm putting like meditate for 15 minutes in my calendar, but I put it in there. So I remember to do it and it keeps me accountable as well. And when I don't meditate, I feel the difference. Mm. So knowing that when I do this, I'm going to feel better. I'm probably going to work better and enjoy Mm. my day more. So like linking it up to a value of mine, which is usually like enjoyment and happiness, that's going to help me actually do the meditation, do the yoga, go to the gym. Because sometimes I'm just like, no, I have so much other stuff to do. Like, I don't have time to go to the gym. Like, I just want to stay at my mm. computer and get my emails done. And then when I actually go to the gym, I feel so much better. I'm way more inspired.
1: I actually enjoy my work so much more. So I think it's about connecting it to a value. Yeah. And it- I mean, like, it's amazing how much more work you get done when you do do a workout. I think, like, it just changes your whole, like, your, your whole situation, like, the, the way you feel, mm. the the energy, like, it makes you more energized and more happy and more excited after a workout. So, obviously, you're going to work better. So, it's just knowing that it's all worth it. So, that one hour of workout, whatever it might be, yoga, Pilates, weight, running, like, it's only going to improve the whole rest of your day
2: and it 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 really is like the hardest part is getting there like it's just like about that like desk like getting to the destination like it's like because it's like oh like I'm not there yet but once you're there in the class you never leave a workout thinking man I wish I didn't do that Like (laughs) you're always like I feel so good like I'm amazing like so I I just love that feeling so I remember that
0: Yeah, because you're talking now about your typical day where you've woven in your health actions and then they're paying dividends, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So moving on a little, I wanted you to tell me about your Get Merry cookbook. It sounds really interesting and I wanted to know what you'd like to achieve with it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, all the recipes were originally for our Merry Maker Club, which is our meal plan subscription. And these were the first recipes we ever hired a photographer to help us with the photos. I mean, Carla's pretty good at photos and she'd been doing all our photography and we're like, oh, I think it's time to get in some extra help outsource and delegate which is lots of fun (laughs) and um we were just like man these photos are amazing and these recipes are our best photos ever I mean recipes ever so we've got to put them somewhere else not just in our club like they've got to be in print they've got to be in a book where people can pick up and and read and touch and and, drool over over, yeah so it was like okay we're making a book okay we're doing the self-publishing a thing again even though the first time was bloody hard And guess what? The second one was bloody hard (laughs) and it's still happening. It's still going. Oh my God, I'll be happy when we have the book in our hands. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, when you're in this online world, it's like when you have a physical product, it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, I don't know why it's still so much cooler than having like a big website where you get thousands and millions, you get millions of hits to your site, but still like even if you sell, like, 3,000 books, it's like, oh, my gosh, 3,000 people have our book in their house. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? And, like, it's not just, like, like, it's a great brand-building tool yeah. as well. Like, a
2: beautiful book sitting on a coffee table and you've got friends all over. Like, normally they pick up the book and they have a little flick through it. And they're like, oh, what is this? Like, I've never seen it before. So we've had that several times, like, with our old book. And it's just, like... It is. It's fun and it's a great brand b- building tool for us. It's a reason to go to events for us mm. to speak at events. It's a great media tool as well. Like, we've sent it to media outlets and stuff like that. The benefits of having a physical product are just endless. And it is just a fun, different project to work
1: on, like yeah. rather than online. And also, I think, like, you know, most people who do love recipes and cooking do love hard copies. So, I mean, we always get people asking us for a hard copy book. So, it's kind of important to listen to your community and, mm. like, give them what they want. So we're pretty excited about it. Best recipes we've ever made. So I just can't wait to get it here. It's so pretty. <laughs> it
0: sounds fabulous. And I looked through some of your recipes and they are drill-worthy. For sure. Oh, <laughs> And so what are your tips for living fabulously?
1: Mm. Ooh. Mm. I think it's all about following the joy and the fun. So like taking note of actually what brings you happiness each day and do more of that. Mm. So like not – it's like same thing, like not going through the motions. Like if something is not serving you, if you're not happy doing something, stop doing it or like change it slightly or add more fun to your day. I think it's like just like knowing that all these little things are making up the big things. So if you're making sure all those little things are fun and happy – then your life is going to be pretty magical. Yeah, and I think coming back to gratitude, like that's fabulous. So I
2: think if you can note three things that you're grateful for each and every single day as soon as you wake up, you're just going to have such a good day. And coming back to gratitude in different points of your day when you do fall back, like having that as if there's one tool that you
0: can use to live more fabulously, I think it's gratitude. Mm, I couldn't agree more because, you know, the brain is... Definitely like Velcro for the negative, and it's like Teflon for the awesome. positive. So, using yeah. your gratitude, you just consciously reminding yourself of all the good in your life, and that increases your happiness anyway. Exactly.
2: exactly. And then you start to notice it, and then more good comes into your life, and you start to notice that, and it just grows, and it's just amazing.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, you can find Emma Carla at their website, the com, and also on Facebook, the merrymaker sisters. They're not hard to find. So, so go and take a look. And Emma and Carla, thank you so much for sharing your own journey and inspiring us to be aware of the should-be life, of what we're supposed to be doing by someone else's standard. And you mentioned finding bliss in your day and how your life can then become magical. And you've connected that to follow the joy and the fun in your day. And I'd say another thing was about connecting with like-minded people because mm-hmm. it also just builds that positivity in your life as well. And the other thing which I think for all entrepreneurs is really important is giving yourself permission to relax and to take Mm -hmm. breaks to regroup and re-energize so it's been wonderful to have you on the show today and thanks so much for your time
2: thank Thank you so much for having
0: us thank you so much for listening and i would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode you can connect with me on facebook by searching for living fabulously with bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.